You're listening to Tim Talks, Taking Interest in Ministry, a conversation between two great friends with over 70 years of ministry between them. Ministering on opposite sides of the border, Dr. Al Stone is the General Director of Bearing Precious Seed Canada and Pastor Emeritus of the Bible Baptist Church in St. Thomas, Ontario, Canada, while Pastor Dan Wolven pastors the North Columbus Baptist Church in Columbus, Ohio. Listen now as Al and Dan review and relate their experiences in hopes of helping others who are taking an interest in ministry. Now, here is Tim Talks. I am with Pastor Jason Springer from Wolverine, Michigan, a hotspot. Booming, booming community. Booming community. (laughs) What is the population of Wolverine? Currently, the population is 250 people. There are 90 houses in Wolverine, Michigan. Well, I got bad news. What's that? Somebody passed away last night. There's only 249. Yes. 249. Yes. Hopefully there was a birth. 250 people. That's how many people live on my block. Yes. Makes it interesting in door knocking. Makes it interesting in outreach for sure. Yeah. 90 houses. 90 houses. So you can cover the entire community in an afternoon. When I first became pastor two and a half years ago, my son and I spent... Two one-hour Saturdays, two consecutive Saturdays, I was trying to stretch the time out. Yeah. And in two weekends, we touched the entire town. Yeah, there you go. That's that's incredible. That is that is not what most, pe- most, I would say, pastors think about when they think about pastoring. That's a, that's a small community. Very small, very small. Comes with some challenges. Yeah. Comes with some challenges. But you love it. Oh, man, would not change it. Would not change it. I grew up in a small town called Salina, Ohio. Some of the listeners may have heard of that town, but uh, this is smaller than Salina. Yeah, Salina, home of Pastor Steve Clayton. Yes, he was one my, of my one of my dear friends and Brother Wolven's dear friend. Yes, I got saved under Pastor Clayton's ministry when I was fourteen years old. I was a bus kid. I'm a product of Pastor Clayton's bus ministry. Wow, wow. So. You grew up in Salina. You go off to Bible college. Where do you go to Bible college? Maslin Baptist College. Okay. I graduated 2003 from Maslin Baptist College. All right. And then from there? Delaware. 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 Uh, Delaware. Delaware, the state, the state of, of Delaware. Delaware. Oh, okay. East okay. Coast. Mm-hmm. East Coast. Bigger city out there. It boomed to 4th of July weekend. There were a f- over 1.5 million people on the wow. beach. Wow. Wow. So, so that, that must have been a shock going from there to a community like this. Yes. Wow. Yes. Wow. Wow. So you, what did you do in Delaware? Pastor, assistant pastor? I was the youth pastor to begin. I graduated 2003. By 2004, I was the youth pastor. And uh, as I proved myself to the senior pastor, he moved me up in authority to assistant pastor. We hired a youth pastor mm-hmm. and uh, he moved back to Kalamazoo uh, about 2010, I believe it was. I was the interim pastor for one year mm-hmm. and then moved to Kalamazoo, Michigan, where I spent a couple of years and then God moved me to Wolverine. Now you had a hardship in Delaware. You had a, you had a difficult time in your ministry there. I did. So you're a young man, 24. Five, eight, I believe 20, my wife said. Okay, 28 years of age. And you're interim pastor of the church. They're yes. looking for a pastor. Now, the assistant pastor was how old? 55. 55. So you had a gentleman quite a bit older than you yes. as an assistant pastor. Yes. And I would probably think, thought he should have been the pastor. Yes. Yes, he was qualified. He was had the wisdom to do that. Why? Why did the pastor not, without giving great detail not choose him 
as the pastor? He had came later into the ministry and we were just learning him. We wanted to use him as in the assistant pastor position. Uh, my pastor at the time had trained me from graduation and uh, just really trusted me in the position mm-hmm. over him. Okay. So you show up on a Sunday. Was it Sunday morning, Sunday morning or Sunday night when they had the meeting? It was a Sunday morning. Sunday morning. Sunday morning. Tell me a little bit about that meeting. Um, when I became the interim pastor, we had uh, agreed to a, uh, after one year, we were going to vote whether or not to retain me on uh, permanently as the pastor. And in that year's time, the attendance of the church doubled, the bank account doubled, uh, bus ministries, everything was going well. Uh, but sometime during that uh, year, the uh, assistant pastor had been uh, feeding into the church that I was just too young for the position. I didn't know what I was doing. And uh, that Sunday morning, uh, it was actually the week before my birthday. Oh, boy. Uh, July 3rd of that year, um, we had a church split over whether or not I should have been the pastor. And uh, the week before my birthday, I was let go as uh, the senior pastor of the church. Wow. Wow. That's a heartache. That's, yes. that's hard. That's hard. Yes. And you stayed in the ministry. A lot, of, a lot of guys would have quit right there. That, that would have been it. I I still felt called to the Lord. I still felt uh, that the Lord had a, a position for me somewhere. And uh, I knew other preachers reading biographies that have gone through much more difficult things mm-hmm. than I have. Mm-hmm. I just didn't see that as a good opportunity or a good time to quit. Right. So you left Delaware, and where did you go from there? Kalamazoo, Michigan. So you followed the pastor that yes. you had been under? I followed the pastor I'd been under. Okay, okay. And you worked with him for how long? Another there? four years. Okay. Yes. And then the church here became available? Church here became available. And I was looking to stay into the Kalamazoo area. Uh, my daughter is epileptic, and our doctors are right there. And I was sitting around actually with a second pastor. I had left the first pastor, moved on to a youth pastor a position across town. And uh, that pastor said, hey, uh, have you ever heard of Wolverine, Michigan? Hmm. And I said, sir, that won't work. I'm an Ohio State fan. Yeah, yeah. And... Uh, um, he said, I want you to consider it. And uh, two and a half years ago, three years ago now, my wife uh, came up to snowy northern Michigan uh, around the Christmas area of time. And uh, by the time we left Michigan, our our hearts were uh, towards the people up here, towards the area up here. And my wife immediately said, I think it's time to back. I think the Lord's going to call us the Wolverine. Right. So in this little tiny community, there's there's a good-sized Methodist church. Yes. Right. Is there another one here? Did I see another one? There's a Methodist church on one side of the street. There's a congregational church on the other side of the street. Right. And then you guys are down the street. And then we are down the street. Yeah, because there's only one street. There's only one street. <laughs> well, there's two. There's the crossroads. The cross, <laughs> not, even a, not even a stop sign. No. It's a yellow light to turn out. That's right. It's a T in the road. So. Yes. But this is a this church, Wolverine Baptist Church, you got a good building here. You got a good sized building here. Good sized building here. Huge building. I think the legal uh, we can legally occupy about seventy five hundred people in the auditorium. Right. And how much property? Twenty acres. Twenty acres. We are on twenty acres. Right. So obviously, somebody before you really built this work. Yes. Who was that? Uh, Nineteen or sixty two years ago. Um, uh, 
the uh, first pastor built the work here. There was a small group of people mm-hmm. uh, that wanted to, uh, to be taught other than uh, the Catholic thinking, and uh, that uh, that pastor pastored here for some time. And then the longest-term pastor, man by the name of Pastor Thieker, was here for 35 years. Mm. He grew up here. He was from the area and pastored our church for 35 years. Wow. That, that sounds like a very long time to you. For me, yes. Yeah, I pastored the Bible Baptist Church for 30 years, and I've been almost five traveling. That's not very long. That's just a short period of time. See, I'm 41. Yeah. I'm 41. Yeah. So. And while I'm here uh, preaching for Brother um, Springer, uh, I just turned 59, so a little bit little bit older. But little bit. 35 used to seem like a very long time to me, and now it's just a <laughs> moment of time in history. He He did something for you. He he set a very good example and standard for you here. Yes. Tell tell us a little bit about some of the testimonies you've heard of of Pastor Theaker and this church over those years. When I became the pastor, I've been telling you privately, I did not want to follow the likes of who some fundamentalism would call a a big name preacher. I know you are. Uh, father-in-law, Dr. Mm-hmm. Roy Thompson. Mm-hmm. What a wonderful testimony. Mm-hmm. Everybody likes Dr. Thompson. Or I grew up under Pastor Clayton. I can, can never imagine taking over his ministry. And I became uh, the pastor here. And all across Michigan, people began looking at me. You got Pastor Theaker's church. You became, uh, you, you're following him. And even uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, we purchased some paint for our uh, a project in the church. And uh, the lady at Sermon Williams, Pastor Theaker, died about seven years ago. He's been home with the Lord seven years. And uh, even after seven, eight years of being gone, uh, they're looking at me going, oh, Pastor Theaker's church. Man, we loved him. He was always a blessing to us. He he was always so kind, so gentle. And he was an electrician, and he worked with so many people's homes, so uh, the electric in so many people's houses. Just a, a wonderful person to be around. Phenomenal preacher, great man mm-hmm. of God, but mm-hmm. just a, a loving testimony in the community. Awesome. So you follow that. You come into this community. What's the first thing? Well, you came in at a very difficult time. You came in right at the beginning of COVID, didn't you? Yes. Right at the beginning. Yes. So you you really had a tough, tough road to hoe <laughs> getting started. But the people here were awesome. They worked with you. Yes. Um, so you come in, and what what is your mind in how you're going to service this community as you come into this community? I came into the community. Um, the church, when I became pastor of the church, had 18 people. Uh, my family of six uh, brought the attendance up right away by a third, mm. immediately grew the church by a third, mm. uh, 24 people. And I began looking and saying, I'm not going to just pastor uh, these 18 people. I want to go in and learn how to uh, be the community pastor, Pastor uh, Wolverine, not just Wolverine Baptist Church. Right. That's a great idea and great concept. And, and I've been with you. I was here a year ago in COVID. We did a missions conference and walked down and met the librarian. Yes. And met uh, some people at the store. And there's not much here. There's a, <laughs> there's a, a restaurant, a supermarket, a library. There's not a gas station here. They're just outside of town. There's a small gas okay. station. Okay, outside. Um, you were going to get a dollar store, but that was shot down by some of the neighbors. Yes. Too much, too much noise, commotion, and lights. Correct. Wow. Correct. Those dollar stores, they really bring in the people. <laughs> they, well, they actually do. But 
So not much here. So, but we went and met your community and super nice people. And some of them have been to church and uh, visited and been over services. Yes, they've, they're, they're starting to uh, come in and visit the services. In fact, that same librarian, um, she goes to a, a church herself, mm-hmm. uh, not a church we fellowship with, but uh, her, her uh, peer at the library was looking to get back into church. And she looked and said, hey, we've learned Pastor Springer. Now we like him. Why don't you visit Pastor Springer's church? Mm-hmm. Nice, nice. You also have an inroad in this community in that there's a school here. There is. And uh, you're uh, substitute teaching at the school. I substitute teach uh, a couple times a week at the school as needed, uh, both in our Wolverine area and a small community about 15 minutes up the road of Vanderbilt. Yeah. I substitute there. That's a great inroads into the community. Everybody knows you. Everybody knows me. Yeah. They, um, and we've, we've discussed in private in our day, it's uh, very difficult to... Um, just learn a pastor, just immediately mm-hmm. trust. And those days are gone. They're gone. Um, so uh, the community sees me uh, interacting every day with their kids. Of course, working at the school, I've been background checked, I've been fingerprinted. And uh, they see how I work with their children, and their children begin liking me. And it's so much easier to invite them to the church after I already have that relationship with them. They did a background check, find out that you're from from Salina, Ohio, worked with Steve Clayton, and they still let you work there? It was difficult. I, yeah, had, to, yeah. I had to bribe the... Pull a few strings. Pull a few strings. Yeah. But you probably told them you listened to Tim Talks, though, and that probably smoothed it over. Oh, they said, oh, you, you, we trust you now. We like Tim Talks. We... Yeah, yeah. The, I think the principal's Japanese, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Definitely. Definitely. Those seven so, Japanese that, that's that right. listen. That's right. So if you haven't figured out yet, Brother Springer is one of our faithful listeners as well. And I think has been listening since almost the very beginning, if not the beginning. And uh, listens faithfully and often texts me, you know, as as the different podcasts come up. And, you know, we'll mention things and stuff. And has sent in a number of great ideas. And... You gave me a great idea, and that's why we're doing this little interview. You have an idea. I don't know if you came up with it. I've heard of other people doing similar things, but you had an idea that really worked for you, really gave you a good publicity in the community, Yes, gave you some folks in the church. Tell, tell our listeners about that. Uh, when we came into the community, like I've mentioned, I wanted to counsel or I wanted to pastor the entire community. Uh, the wool, or the churches downtown, downtown both um, give book bag or give uh, diapers out to in the community. One does a food pantry. And I really began uh, praying about uh, two and a half years ago. Uh, what is our outreach to the community? What do we put back into the community uh, to no cost to them, just to show the community that we love them? And uh, Wolverine's a very poor community. And my wife and I had the idea about two years ago, what if at the end of summer, we bought as many book bags as the church can afford, uh, fill them with an, all of normal success, uh, necessities, the pens, the pencils, the markers they need for school. And then we placed a, a New Testament Bible in there. We placed a, a Bible track in there and uh, we give them away for free. Last year, or the, just this couple of weeks ago, uh, we gave away 90 book bags into mm-hmm. the community. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. That's every child in the community, I'm sure. Every child in the community, equivalent of every school children could have received a free book bag. Other communities came in, uh, but we gave them all a book bag. We had a, upwards of 150 individuals on the grounds for a, a mm. uh, carnival. 
Wow. Carnival. Wow. And uh, the gospel wasn't preached. It wasn't a, a, a service. It was just our way to show the community that we love them. We care the, about them. We want to get to know you and mm-hmm. want to begin a relationship with you. Did you have any kind of contact information that you got from folks in doing that? Did they have to sign up for a bag or register for a bag or anything like that? Uh, they received, uh, we passed out visitors cards. They filled out on site okay. and we ended up with uh, 60 new contacts because awesome. of the back to school, back to school blast off. Awesome. And you've gotten some people come to church from that. Uh, now for a couple of weeks, we've had visitors every week as a direct result of the, the blast off, awesome. as we call it. Awesome. Great idea. You'll do that again? Yes, sir. We are ramping up again. We're getting ready to purchase another 150 book bags uh, within this year and uh, pack them with all the school supplies we need and hopefully bigger and better next year. Awesome. I happen to know a lady in the church that has a machine that could put Wolverine Baptist Church on those book bags for you or something like that my mother-in-law yeah my mother-in-law we are working at working on that design this year yeah that's awesome that'd be kind of cool to do that yes so yeah neat idea well in you know the scope of ministry there's all kinds of different ministries and i think every preacher wants to have a big church in 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 the sense that you know you want to work to your full potential this church in its height was what maybe 75 people 75 people okay are you satisfied with that? If you got to 75 or 80, would that satisfy you? No. 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 You always want more. Right? I always want more. Right. The reality of having much more than that in a community this size is probably probably that it's not going to happen a whole lot. But I've learned from you and watching you that it's what what's important to you is not how many are in the church, but how many know of the church and can come to church and receive from the church. Correct. And I think I think if you're going to minister in a smaller community like this, you have to have that that mindset. Now, about 20 minutes down the road is Indian River. Yes. 20 minutes. About that. About 20 minutes. Okay. Correct. There is another church there, another church, two churches there. Two churches and, there. And one that you associate with and fellowship with My the kids other. go to their Christian school. Oh, okay, good. So that that close, and that's a little bit bigger community, not a whole lot bigger, but a little bit bigger community. So working together with them, that, that works, and uh, help each other that way. Works out well, very that's well. Good. That's good. Um, just a couple more questions. What would you say is the greatest blessing or benefit of being in a smaller community? And then what would be the greatest hardship of being in a smaller community? It's it's the two sides of the same coin. Mm-hmm. The, the greatest blessing is I really do get the opportunity to learn all of the individuals in our community. I go down to the grocery store and, hey, Jessica, how you doing? She's never, she just started coming to church, but I learned her. I, I can uh, get to know her. And it's the small town, Mayberry. They don't mind uh, me getting to know them. Where Kalamazoo is, you weirdo, why are you asking this? But here, it's the uh, community mindset. We all want to go and know each other. But then again, um, all it would take is one small uh, mistake in my life, one poor decision, and just like that, everybody mm-hmm. knows uh, and disagrees with the decision I've just made. So it could right. it could be a blessing and a curse in just one decision. Mm-hmm. Let me encourage you, if you are traveling I-75 from the Detroit area up to the Mackinac Island area, Mackinac Bridge, uh, heading up to the Sioux uh, of uh, Michigan into the Upper Peninsula, um, Wolverine, Michigan is right off the highway. Exit 301. Exit 301, and to the church is about three minutes or four minutes. It's right, right there. 
And if you are a vacationer, if you are a snowmobiler, skidooer, sledder, whatever term, um, this community is open to that. And uh, these folks would love to have you come by and visit and spend some time here at the Wolverine Baptist Church. Amen. And uh, I want to even put out there, I know a lot of ministry, a lot of evangelists and missionaries listen to this. We have full hookups the uh, for your RV right on the church. And I know sometimes your uh, meetings get canceled and what am I going to do? Where am I going to sleep tonight? Uh, please call me. Uh, please contact the church. We'd love to uh, take care of you. And he means that. And they're very generous people, very kind and beautiful facility here. Take advantage of that. Brother Springer, thank you, first of all, for your friendship, for your faithfulness to the Lord here, to uh, your listening of Tim Talks, um, to your faithfulness in a smaller community. God bless you for that. Thank, thank you. you, sir. Thank you for the that. opportunity to be on. All right. Thank you. Amen. You've been listening to Tim Talks, taking interest in ministry, with new podcasts added each Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. To learn more about your hosts, Dr. Al Stone and Pastor Dan Wolven, you can visit us at timtalks.com. That's T-I-I-M talks.com.